It's Grace here to tell you all about our new podcast at Which. It's called Get Answers and you can listen now on whatever platform you like. Me and co-host Harry will be with you every other Monday with episodes dropping each fortnight as we help you solve life's everyday problems. Whether it's getting the most from your weekly shop, finding travel hacks to save on your family holiday, or simply learning the tricks that make your everyday life easier. And we'll be joined by the very best experts too. Just search Get Answers and subscribe so that you can catch our episodes as soon as they drop. When life gives you questions, which... Get answers. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. So I think it's it's really best to consider your spending habits and also thinking about your likely spending habits in the future. So for example, if you've got a series of holidays coming up or you know that you're going to be away for one long holiday, you really probably want to be thinking about the travel credit card. So the average interest rate that the average households were paying on a credit card hit 24% in December and that's about one and a half percentage points up from the year previously. Now, after tackling savings rates on the podcast last week, today we're taking a look at credit cards, exploring the best deals across the board, whether it's to help you get out of debt, make the most of interest-free offers or reward cards, spend abroad or anything in between. And to do so, I'm very, very pleased to say I'm joined in the studio by two brilliant witch experts. Firstly, it's a welcome return for podcast regular senior writer Grace Witherden, and welcome back, it's Sam Wilson, market analyst at Witch. Hello, both. Hi. So we're looking at credit cards on the podcast today after a brilliant piece on the Witch website that we'll pop a link to in the description. And in it, the two of you run through some of the best credit card deals right now. But before we get into the specifics, Grace, can we paint some context for today's show? I recently saw that research from Tesco Bank found a third of Brits want to be completely debt free by the end of 2024. And, you know, since interest rates have been so high for over the last year now, is it harder than ever to get out of it? I know, what a dream to be debt-free mm-hmm. by the end of this year. Credit card interest is actually at its highest in 28 years. Mm. Um, so the average interest rate that the average households were paying on a credit card hit 24% in December, and that's about one and a half percentage points up from the year previously. Now, many cards are linked to the Bank of England base rate. We often hear the base rate when we're talking about mortgages, but many credit cards are linked to this as well, which means when that goes up, so does the interest you pay. But you can avoid interest by paying back your card statement in full. So when I say the average card is 24%, that definitely depends what card you have and when you took it out. It's been a hard year, hasn't it? You know, for mortgages, we've talked about that a lot on the show, and that applies to credit cards too. Well, let's get into this mammoth piece of research then. Um, Here we've separated the wheat from the chaff um, to find out the very best credit cards, whatever kind of card it is that you're after. So Sam, firstly, can you tell us a bit more about how we decided on our rankings and, you know, what kind of criteria we were looking at? Yeah, of course. So firstly, at the provider level, we had a survey. So we went out to 3,775 people of the general public and we asked them whether they would recommend this provider to a friend. This generated a customer score for each of the providers. And when we were looking at the specific cards, we would always have a minimum provider score of 65%, 
we'd make sure their product score was above average. This product score was basically making sure that all of the fees are lower than average and people are not being ex charged extortionate fees. And we also made sure that the purchase APR is below market average. All of this criteria is to make sure that customers have a great experience from the provider, but also to make sure that the specific cards are charging them really high fees. In addition to this, for each of the specific categories that we looked at, we have data that we look at. So for interest-free credit cards, we're looking specifically as well at the introductory interest-free period. And for balance transfers, we are looking at the balance transfer period for cards with no balance transfer fee. So this is as in-depth as it comes. I cannot wait to hear them. But first, can we just pause for a second and go through the types of credit cards we're talking about today? Because it is crucial, isn't it, to know the different types just so that you can make sure it works for you. So, Grace, do you want to take this one? Do you mind giving us a few brief definitions here? Sure, because I can't be the only one that didn't know what a balance transfer credit card was um, before I joined Which I've told so many friends about these because I think they're so brilliant if yeah, used right. And they're often just thrown away uh, balance transfer and it's not always clear like what it actually is mm -hmm. um, so Sam mentioned balance transfer there so this is when you have an existing credit card and let's say for example you have a thousand pounds on this credit card and you're paying interest on that because for whatever reason you're obviously you know you're not clearing your statement mm -hmm. every month you've got a thousand pounds on there so what you can do is you can transfer that balance to another credit card when you open up the other credit card and you won't pay interest on that balance for a set amount of time. So let's take, for example, we have one credit card, we have a thousand pounds on there. I'm paying interest on that every month. So I'm going to take out a balance transfer credit card. I'm then going to transfer the balance of a thousand pounds to this new card. Um, so for example, I could pay 83 pounds a month for those 12 months. And by the end of that period, I would have cleared my balance and not paid any extra interest. But Many of these cards also charge a balance transfer fee, which is a small amount that you'll get charged for the fact that you're transferring the balance, which me and Sam will go on to later, which cards you can get to avoid this. Um, so it won't, you know, it's not always completely um, fee, fee free. You just have to know what you're looking for, really, and know, yeah. know the, the perks and the things that you should be trying to avoid. Yeah, it's, it's about getting a balance with that card, with the balance transfer card, <laughs> uh, a balance between um, the fees and how long you get. Um, so another card that Sam mentioned, which is also really good, is an interest-free credit card. Sometimes it's called 0% credit card. Um, and that means that you'll get, you'll won't pay any interest on purchases. So you can put your weekly shopping on there. You could put... Um, you know, if you're going to buy a big item like a new sofa, you could put that on the credit funny, card. I was literally thinking about a sofa as so, you were talking yeah, about it. <laughs> so you could spend a grand on a sofa and again, you'll be given a set period of time where you won't be charged interest. So again, 12 months. Um, it means that, say, if the sofa was a grand, um, you could pay £86 a month until the end of that period and you've paid it off. But if you don't pay that down in the period you have, you will charge interest after that period so mm. you know because you can get 12 month interest free you could get 18 months so you need to work out how long you're going to get mm -hmm. and the last type of main credit cards that are popular um, briefly is cashback so this is a really popular one with our members here and this is when you're going to get rewards on your spending so these typically have higher interest rates than normal but that's because you are getting a reward you might get cash back you might get 
um, you might get Avios points. Um, so with those, you kind of want to pay off the balance each month in full because this means you can avoid that hefty interest and take advantage of the perks. And just before then, we reveal the very top cards in each of these areas. Can we just touch on a couple more definitions? Um, regular listeners and which readers will likely have heard us mentioning Best Buys or which recommended provider a lot. But for anyone not familiar with these terms, I know we do mention them a lot and I'm sure they'll come up today. How would you describe them in a nutshell, Grace? Uh, yeah, so which recommended providers? They're that for a reason because they're the providers that we recommend. So we're not talking about a specific card. We're talking about the brand um, like American Express, like Tesco Bank, like NatWest, like Nationwide. So they're the provider as mm-hmm. a whole rather than the specific cards they offer. And we have criteria for what makes a recommended provider. Um, Sam obviously mentioned earlier about the customer score. So we have to have a a customer score of at least 75% with this category. They need to have at least one top 10 card in um, the categories that we cover in the market. They have to have um, an above average product score and like Sam said, not have any um, fees higher than the average. And that's different from the Best Buy, which Sam talked about earlier, because when we award Best Buys, we're talking about um, a specific card. So it might be um, a card from American Express, but we're talking about one type of card um, and not the provider as a whole. So when we when we sort of work out what we're going to do here, we look at the seven categories that we have Best Buy cards for, like interest-free, like balance transfer, like spending abroad, and then we will see which type of card is the best out of that category. So what are the credit cards and the companies that have earned the Best Buy and which recommended provider accolade? Well, without further ado, Sam, can you start us off? Are there any companies that seem to be a cut above the rest when it comes to credit cards? Once again, Tesco Bank and American Express have been awarded WRPs. They have been WRPs for a number of years now and really shown that they are really solid in this area. We've also had a new WRP of Virgin Money. So they replace NatWest, who were who used to be our third WRP. And you won't be able to go through all of our ratings, but can you please pick out a few Best Buy credit cards that you really think our listeners should know about? Yeah, of course. So we've already discussed interest-free and our Best Buy in the category of interest-free credit cards is once again the Barclaycard Platinum all-round visa. And what's so good about it? So consistently for six months now, it's had the longest interest-free introductory periods. That means the longest period of time when you're not charged any interest on your balance. And what about the other types of credit cards? So we've also discussed balance transfer. This is quite an interesting one for us because rather than just choosing the cards which have the longest balance transfer period, we've tried to get that balance right between the time that you have on your balance transfer introductory period, but also the fees. So Mm. what we've done is we've worked out the cards that have no fees And then we've said that they must have a minimum of 12 months interest free. And with that, we've come up with two Best Buys. The first one is from NatWest and they were previously a Best Buy in this category. And the other card is from the Royal Bank of Scotland, who are a new Best Buy because their customer score is now high enough that they qualify. And then in the low interest category, we've also seen stability. So the four best buys that we had previously have remained. So these cards are from the Bank of Scotland, Halifax, Lloyds and Tesco. And we haven't seen their interest rate rise for at least a year now. And I want to stop you there because low interest rate, 
We've just heard about 0% interest rates. So why would you go low instead of zero? So for an interest-free credit card, that is much more suitable for if you've, like you say, you've got that big purchase, you've got a sofa coming up. Whereas for a low interest, that may be for someone who's consistently borrowing and they want that stability to know that over an extended period of time, they're going to have a low interest rate rather than knowing that after 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, it's going to change. Okay, interesting stuff. Lots of food for thought there. And Grace, if we come back to you now, from your appearances on the podcast last year, I know that you personally have been a big fan of one particular reward credit card. Which ones are getting your seal of approval now? So the two best buys we have um, are the American Express Platinum Cashback Credit Card and the American Express Platinum Everyday Cashback Credit Card. Mm -hmm. They've got two similar names because one of them is basically free, you don't pay an annual fee, and one of them costs £25 for the year, but you get an increased rate of cashback. So I'll talk mainly about the free one because I think that's what most people have um, if they're looking to get a card and not have to pay an annual fee. But basically, for the first three months, you get 5% cashback for three months, um, up to £100. So if you got that big purchase planned, maybe not the sofa, (laughs) (laughs) maybe like your Christmas presents, um, you can really take advantage of that card, you know, for example, if you took it out in like November, November, December, January, and you get the you get the big 5% cashback. After that, it drops. So after that, you get 0.5% 0.5% cash back. And if you spend over £10,000 a year, it increases to 1%. But for the, for most people, they're going to go from 5% to 0.5. So it really drops after that. But as we know, if you're consistently putting most of your spending on there, that 0.5% can really add up. So if you're, um, we've done some maths, actually, for our, um, our of guides. Of we have. And if you um, consistently spend £100 every week, so maybe think of your grocery shop, when taking into account that really good intro offer, you would earn £94.50 cash back in the year. Mm-hmm. But the next year, once that intro offer ends, you would only earn £26 cash back. And that's spending £100 every week. So as you can see, it has, it does drop. I mean, it's not bad, is it? It's completely free money. And that and that's the American Express version that you don't have to pay for. No, that one has no fee. Um, What's the, the other one like? So for the other one, um, if you were to spend £100 again every week, um, including that good intro offer, you would earn £119.25 pence cash back in your first year. And in your second year, you would earn £39. So um, that's... So it's not worth it. Yeah, basically, you don't earn <laughs> as much as it's going to cost you in this scenario. But again, we we only looked at it, um, me and Sam, we only decided on £100 a week. Some people, um, you know, when they take into account their train tickets or their petrol, their shopping, um, any, any extra spending like eating out, they would be spending a lot more than £100 a week. So the more you're spending, it might be worth looking at yeah. the one you pay for. But if you think you spend about 100 then, yeah, stick to the free version. And on a slightly different note, for anyone lucky enough to be heading abroad soon, perhaps during the upcoming February half term or for a bit of winter sun, I wish, what are our best options for using your credit card while overseas? And for anyone who hasn't used a credit card abroad before, why are they a good option? 
So credit cards are a good option to take abroad because, you know, instead of your debit card, um, because if something goes wrong, you're protected by Section 75 on purchases between £130,000. So you get that extra protection. And if you were going to rent a car, um, some places need you to sort of put your credit card down um, as a deposit. So they would sort of take out some money and then put it back. And that's a bit of a pain to do with a debit card. It's much easier for that to be done on a credit card. So that's why it's a good option, I think, when you're heading abroad to have the option of a credit card and like a fee-free debit card. And go on then, Grace, what are some of the best ones? So these cards that we've made Best Buys um, don't have any fees, which means, so typically if you're going to spend abroad, you'd be um, charged a non-sterling transaction fee. And then sometimes you'd also get charged a non-sterling withdrawal fee. These cards have no fees. So you can spend abroad as if you were spending in the UK. So we have three Best Buys. Um, Two of these are very long-standing. We've probably mentioned them before in here. Mm, I think I've got one of them. Halifax Clarity Credit Card. Um, And the other is the Barclay Cards Rewards Visa. We actually have a new Best Buy that we found this time we ran the analysis, and that's the BIP credit card. Now, all of these cards have no foreign transaction or cash withdrawal fees, and they both come with below average APRs. Well, it's still good, though, to see new providers coming up and kind of offering really competitive deals. Well, all fantastic advice. And after a very, very quick break, we'll be back with more, including how to know if a credit card is right for you and potentially bad news for Sainsbury's bank users after this. Moving house with kids. Mom. Moving house checklist. Top packing tips. Do it ourselves or hire movers? Things to do in the school holidays. Best solo holidays. When life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk. Now, we've just run through some of the best credit cards around right now, but with so many on offer, as we mentioned, the likes of interest-free, low-interest, 0% transfer cards, and more and more, how can you work out which is the best for you? Sam, perhaps you can take this one. So I think it's it's really best to consider your spending habits and also thinking about your likely spending habits in the future. So, for example, if you've got a series of holidays coming up or you know that you're going to be away for one long holiday, you really probably want to be thinking about the travel credit card. Alternatively, if you're looking for an extended period of time where you're going to be spending a lot of money, you may want to consider an air miles or cashback credit card to really make that money go the extra mile. So if you know that you've got a big trip that you might want to save up for or you've kind of got a wedding that's in a lovely place far flung that you need Mm -hmm. to get a flight for, then you might want to think about getting an air miles card and kind of gradually building up those points to use at some point. Mm, We talked about the Amex reward cards and actually when you started talking about them today, Grace, I was thinking in my head, I really need to switch mine because I've got the Amex British Airways card. I was thinking I really need to switch that to one of those. But after hearing the amount that you can earn back, especially on the second year, I think for me, it probably does work out a bit better using the British Airways one. Yeah, and I actually am in the reverse situation to you and I have the (laughs) cashback one and I'm thinking of switching to the British Airways one, the free version, um, because me and Sam obviously um, came up with some new Airmar. We sort of came up with new Airmar Best Buys this year and we did quite a lot of research, like looking into which ones were the best. And that card really stood out for us. 
um, because of you also get a perk if you spend over um, £10,000 in a year, you get the companion ticket, mm. um, which means every year, if you're putting all your spending on there, you're basically getting a free seat for your loved one mm. or a friend to take on holiday with you, and you can use your Avios points to go towards the flight as well. Um, so I am actually thinking of switching from the cash back to that. But some people prefer to have cash back because they want to spend the money how they want and maybe they don't travel very often. Mm-hmm. Um, because Avios, you know, it can be a bit fiddly sometimes trying to book the flights and work it out. It really can. Yeah, so maybe in some, some sense cash back's a bit more straightforward. Just quickly then, we also have some news that we wanted to share about Sainsbury's Bank. So this is the financial arm of the major supermarket. Sainsbury's, of course, um, they are looking to wind down its banking division as it continues to focus on its core food business so what on earth does this mean for its customers yeah this was uh, felt like a bit of surprise this mm. but basically the good news is there is no immediate changes for customers um sainsbury's bank said that they're they're gonna have a phased withdrawal of its core banking services because it doesn't only offer credit cards it also offers loans insurance and some savings products Um, So it's going to withdraw those savings products, but it might look at um, having a dedicated financial services provider um, for some of those products. So it already does this with insurance. It means when you get insurance through Sainsbury's Bank, that policy is underwritten by another company. So it might mean that in future they might still have credit cards, but they might be issued um, by another provider. And just before we finish then, by the time you're listening to next week's podcast, we'll have heard from the Bank of England whether they will lower the base rate for the first time since March 2020 at the start of the pandemic. So what impact might this have on the lender market, Sam? First, what might this mean for the industry? Hopefully, if they were to drop rates, this would lead to interest rates of credit cards coming down. However, this may take some time and we may need to see some successive drops in the Bank of England base rate to properly see an impact in the credit card market. Credit card providers also do consider other factors such as the strength of their business. So although this is a good indication that the interest rate will come down, it's not definite. So it might not be the news we're hoping for our mortgages just yet. Um, And Grace, then what about us and our finances? I've kind of started us off there. Yeah, I was just going to add that, um, you know, if if you have one of these balance transfer credit cards or an interest free credit card um, with a set amount of time, um, you know, the base rate going up is not going to affect your period that you've been locked into. Um, You know, you're still going to have that period interest free. Um, But what we have seen is that the periods offered by these cards, the interest fee periods, have been going down. You know, last summer, um, we were seeing much longer periods where you could have interest-free. Even um, I got like a a new card. I got like an interest-free and balance transfer combined card. When was it now? I think it was at the start of 2023. And it was a really long rate. Mm. And my partner got the same card six months later and he got much less than me. Mm. Um, And that was because they'd already um, decreased how long you could get. So I think with these things, the deals don't tend to hang around for long if they're really good. Um, And you will see them going down as well, probably. Well, we'll have to watch this space. What a great show, guys. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
Well, a huge thank you again to Grace and Sam for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of The Witch Money Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please do hit subscribe to make sure you catch our new episodes as soon as they drop. For daily money news and advice, you can find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. And we also have a free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. To sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money Podcast was written and presented by me, Lucia Ariano, produced by me and Rob Liddy Jones, and edited by James Ray. Hi there, Harry from Witch here. Our research has found that millions of families are skipping meals to survive the cost of living crisis. And our figures show that over 8 in 10 people in the UK are having to make adjustments to save money on food. With the price of essential products soaring, we believe that supermarkets have to step up to the plate to help us all. That's why we've launched the Affordable Food for All campaign, calling on the big supermarkets to take action and make a real difference to communities across the UK. If you agree and would like to join our campaign, then sign our petition at witch.co.uk slash affordable dash food and use the hashtag affordable food for all on social media. Thank you.